Dear listeners, you have a choice. You can take the blue pill and wake up in your bed in the morning to continue your life like before. Or you could take the red pill and follow us in our insanity far down the rabbit hole to see where it takes you. The reality that is staggering stories. And we've run out of blue pills. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcast. Just a minute. <laughs> it's going to be one of those podcasts. Carry on. I do apologise for the ladylike behaviour of my I excused myself and leaned away from the microphone. Staggering Stories, now with added gas. <laughs> added eructations and flatulence. Vapours. Vapours. She's a lady. She has the vapours. Should have taken the blue pill. I, I belched. Yeah. No, the vapours is actually farting. It's fainting. It's no. farting. The vapours is gas. Men fart, women fluff. Men sweat. Fluff. I was going to say, is that what women do to men? It's correct terminology. Imagine that on your passport. Mm. Professional fluffer. There are people who are professional fluffers. Not anymore. Can we please get on with it? Where was I? Introducing the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Crumbly. I'm Asterman. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I am not here. Yes, I am. No, you're not. <laughs> you're just edited oh. in. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. He's a okay. figment of the Matrix. You're hey. no one. I have to say, this Matrix has got some weird imagination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, must be a bug. <laughs> a virus. Anyway, blue tablets and its resultant effects aside, it's the news with El Presidente. Doctor Who news. Hey. Series 10. Mm-hmm. Hang on a minute. We haven't had series 9 yet. Am I on the right news? Yes, you are. It's going She's to be a long night. trying to confuse night. you and doing a very good job. Series 10 confirmed. Hooray! Hooray. A new series of Doctor Who has yet to finish filming, let alone start broadcasting yet, but already another year of Doctor Who has been confirmed by the BBC. This rather unsurprising news came from the BBC Worldwide Annual Review document where they talk about investments in the Musketeers, Which means three, they're going to cancel the Musketeers. And Doctor Who, season ten. Mm. I mean, they wielded the hatchet with, an, with a lance. Will thing. you let me finish? <laughs> of course, <laughs> what with the new British <laughs> government... <laughs> se- right, that's it, you die. <laughs> Just flick a bow, yelling. Duck. Of course, what with the new British government seemingly out to destroy the BBC, mm. nothing can mm. really be taken as certain anymore. I suspect that Doctor Who will probably be safe for the moment because of the amount of money it actually brings. Cool. That meant nothing, nothing in the 80s. Exactly. No, no, but when they become fi- so financially bound, it's less likely to be the whim of one person who hates the programme if the programme is producing exponentially more money than it costs mm. to make. I, th- I think history has shown that... Means nothing. That's, yep. yeah. yeah. As long as there's no murkers, we're safe. Finish <laughs> <laughs> rail! New villain for the uh, end of season, isn't it? Oh, the Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully a CGI version. Does it gallop? It does gallop, yeah. Oh. Wow. The it's, galloping it's kicked a lot as well. Mm. <laughs> Karate kicked? It does, yeah. The galloping murka. Wasn't that a 70s cookery? No, it was a fake pub. It was a fake pub. Like the Cyberman and his The Jolly Cyberman. The Jolly Cyberman. And the seal of Rassilon, which was a seal of balanced on its nose. Next piece of news, please. Thunderbirds. New 19th century. It's Anderson. Near enough. Five. No, we've screwed it up. 
Stand by for action. That's Stingray. Th- oh. <laughs> Thunderbirds, new 1960 episodes. Ooh, yeah. Very new. After the great success of the new CGI Thunderbirds Are Go series, there is now a Kickstarter campaign <gasps> to create three new classic Thunderbird stories Ooh. with original puppets. Mm. Do they still exist? Yeah, in collectors' um, hands. I think Ooh. they're okay. mostly in the hands of private collectors. Yeah. Based on three 1960s audio ventures featuring the original voice cast, the hope is to, according to the Kickstarter page, produce an unashamedly retro episode made with many of the same Super Mario Nation techniques used to bring the puppets and models to life in the 1960s. As this podcast goes out, there is one week left on the campaign, and already at least two of the three episodes have been funded. I look forward to that. Will there be links in show notes? Will there be links in yeah, show notes? Yeah, well, of course, yeah. There should be a week to, <laughs> to, to back it. Mm, but there again, will it be the original voices? Because uh, well, Sh- Shane yeah. Rimmer, I mean, yeah. he's, well, he's in his 80s now. Well, they say no, they, original same. voice cast recordings. Yeah, oh. they, yeah, they recorded some yeah. for LP or something like that. Oh, right. yeah. so although Shane Rimmer is still recording stuff because he did well, the Gunfighters audio book mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. yeah. So they've got the audio, a bit yeah. like when mm-hmm. they do the um, the picture reconstructions ah, of right. the mm-hmm. Doctor yeah, episodes. Of who, yeah. Talking of Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. Titan McGann's a miniseries. Ooh. One time, <laughs> shortest lived Doctor Who, although he did have one of the longest tenures. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's a moot point, though. Paul McGann's eighth Doctor is back again. This time in comic form. Uh-huh. Stand-up comic form? It could be. It could be. <laughs> could work. Titan Comics have announced a five-story run written by Engines of War author George Mann. George T. Mann. Yeah. It doesn't say T, it just <laughs> says George Mann. <laughs> Put the T in and I'd read the T. <laughs> T, the Titan, George, the man. Yeah. <laughs> Titans the. say that we can expect... Five amazing interconnected new stories that take the Doctor on a roller coaster of threat and misadventure as he investigates the mysteries surrounding his new companion, Josie. Ooh, and the Pussycats. Mm. Yeah, that's all you can think of, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, they're, they're in the oh, middle of an Eccleston miniseries, aren't they, Ty? Yeah. Then you've got, uh, I think it's around about October. Oh, yeah. Uh, the new series, Doctors. I yep. Equ- no, not Eccleston. Yeah. Tenant uh, Smith, Capaldi, and the War Doctor. Yes. Yeah. Sort of another miniseries, and then this is probably sometime in next year. I expect so. Mm. Good. Bit more, more McGann. Mm. What's a miniseries? <coughs> <laughs> 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 Damn those balls dropped! You Clang. Start, tuck them in. Tuck them in. You start sprouting hair in interesting places. I was just going to say, <laughs> is the miniseries like smaller comics that you can hold in the palm of your hand? <laughs> like there's a what's it? <laughs> like the what's it ones? Yeah. yeah sorry, I have bigger hands count, now. Everything's count. a bit bigger. Left fist out there, and just, no, all right, right fist. Right fist. Just, just, just. Would you up, tell your husband to stop trying to fist in, me, please? Oh, no, no, I can't control. Him anymore. Right, right turn. Right turn, Clyde. I'm not punching him, he's cute. <laughs> and a man now. <laughs> and, and a man now, yes. Any more news? Any addendums? I Any have addendums. no addendums. Oh. I am addendums. Uh, I have uh, one or two here, actually. Oh, go on, lay them on us. If you were uh, a real man, you'd have addendums as well. I've got two dangly addendums, thank you very <laughs> much. <laughs> the Colin Baker. Make a mashed potato be upon him. Besides being a Whoville in a few weeks' time. Yep. Uh, are we going? Plug, plug. Are we going? We should be, hopefully. We need to figure it out. But anyway, uh, you had an Indigo Go project we mentioned. Oh, yes. The, it, back. It, yeah. it has funded successfully. Woohoo! Yes. It's called Last Man on Earth. It's a 20-minute pre-apocalypse short film, mm. which I think wow. could have been any short film. But it's going to go ahead. That's good news. That is good news. Did oh, anyone here contribute? I think I did. Ah, oh, I, I think I did. Hmm? <laughs> I will lie and say I did. <laughs> I will lie as well and say I took the top prize. Well done, you I'm fabulous liar. Yeah. <laughs> Was it and guilt the top prize, by the way? Guilt, guilt. for lying? <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> And the other one, another Kickstarter one, maybe the Strangers in Space. Oh yeah, Ooh. Sophie Aldred. Sophie Aldred, nice. uh, Trevor Simon. Trevor Simon. Yeah. <laughs> Simon. 
Swing them pants. Frog with the golden he did. <laughs> <laughs> that, as of this podcast going out, is now the first episode is now live, Ooh. free to download, MP3. Ooh. Link in the show notes, and yes. it's quite good. <laughs> now let's just listen to it. Now let's stop recording and just not record and just listen to <laughs> Sounds it. Sounds good. Could do. Could do. <laughs> Edit I've got that a copy in. somewhere. <laughs> is that it? Well, I have a small well, oh. an addendum of sorts. Oh, yes. Apparently, there was a very interesting interview in the Mail Sunday. With Sir Patrick Stewart of all people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what an intro! Yeah. No, apparently it's about his, his sort of um, time with his new wife. I mean, how many wives has he had now? I mean, well, this seven. One's, this one's about twelve. <laughs> well, she's about about half his age. I mean, his father-in-law is younger than is younger than he is by about of five he's years. His son. He's, he's <laughs> collecting right, yeah. wives You've got now. To. <laughs> Apparently, um, his wife is a very well-known singer, and apparently she's going out, out on tour, and he's accompanying her. But I don't think he's actually <laughs> singing. Is he married to Beyonce? Yeah. <laughs> Chaperone. <laughs> Trombone. No, apparently so he's not He's not singing. <laughs> What's that? Is that the nerd pack out there? He's cleaning something, isn't he? <laughs> Keith, it looks like you're polishing a table. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to the editor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, apparently he is accompanying his wife on, when she goes out on tour, but purely in an administrative role. Oh, not tambourine, then. Not no. jealous. Yeah. <laughs> the joke died. He could have a good career. He could do better than Shatner, surely. With, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tambourine Man! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was better than Shatner. Yeah, that's just worrying. That sounded more like Rocky, that did. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Talking of Mr. Baker, um, I've just seen a Facebook post that says the Colin Baker and Dot Two ma- magazine disagreement ain't going away anytime soon. Oh yes, Ooh, what that's the- right, everyone. Jean was looking at Facebook whilst recording. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. What are they arguing about? What? 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 I These don't know what? entirely, but I gather it's something to do with he had a big interview in the last DWM. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. and in it he said how he hated polls. Yes, because mm-hmm. he was oh, coming last. Oh, and they included last. a poll, didn't yeah. they? And they included a poll yeah. with him coming last. Oh. And, and he felt it was a deliberate snub. That's quite funny, actually. Mm. <laughs> no, sorry, Colin, it's not funny. <laughs> not at all. And that's what we'll say to him when we see him next. Yes. Yeah. It was all a horrible mistake. Like really get, get the sixth doctor. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're covering one of his stories at some point, so mm. we'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This very episode, actually. Mm. Carrot juice, carrot juice, carrot juice. Uh, I'm back on the treadmill. Right. Was that the news? Sort of. Thank God for that. Stop looking for addendums. Thank I'm you. stopping the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're stopping time? He's bulking Ooh. out the news. <laughs> a long time ago, something was produced called A Trial of a Time Lord. Oh. And we watched it and watched it. And watched it. And watched it. And we hoped we would get some answers towards the end. But we didn't. <laughs> it was an arc story, wasn't it? It was. Yes. It, it was half an arc. It Could just... I please finish my carefully worded introduction? Is it oh, written last me. minute by oh, yes, Pippin yes, Jane Baker? Was. Excuse me. You're making it up as you go oh, along. Of course I am, just like they did with episode 14. <laughs> oh, we watched The Ultimate Foe. Pause for music. <laughs> What happened? What was it about? Elucidate to the audience. Well, you want me to? Yes. How was, on earth? Would barely you... awake. <laughs> How would you summarise the last two episodes of a 14 episode story? It was the culmination of the trial of the Doctor. Starts with an mm. accusation of genocide. It does. Oh, yes. 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 Those poor vervoids. And ends with the worst quote in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like, to, while I remember, yes. speaking of worst quotes in the world, yes. I would like to point out that when I first saw this, I was unnecessarily harsh to Bonnie Langford. Now I have seen it again with the experience of years. I realised that she had some god-awful dialogue to try and deli- deliver. <laughs> and I would challenge... Judy Dench and Laurence Olivier to make a better job of it than she did because it was awful. Megabyte modem? And what the bloody hell is a megabyte uh, modem? Uh, apparently it's a real thing that they're and, working on. And well, a modem what a liter- someone get a dictionary because I want to know what the catharsis of spurious morality is. <laughs> I kind of know what each of the word means on so their own. So do I, yeah. but they don't go together. <laughs> no, so I would like to apologise to Bonnie Langford for saying in 1980. 
five, was it? Bloody hell, she's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was yeah. her dialogue better in episode 13 and 14? Because they were written by different people. Two different people. Um, well, I, don't I think know, the because... trial stuff was mainly written by Sayward, wasn't it? Yeah. So all mm, like yeah. her, how utterly evil. Or exactly. She delivered it really badly. And yeah. And that's, I, that's the way to do it, Doc, or yeah, something. Now we're getting at the dirt. That's it. Yeah, that was all in the trial rooms. I think that was Sayward. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty bad. But Just then compare that to uh, the stuff of Glitz and the Doctor in episode yeah. 13. Oh, exactly. Brilliant. What yeah. was that quote um, when the Doctor was pretending he was giving himself up and going to his death? Oh, he's um, the third bit. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 not the, not the Tale of Two Cities. That was the Tale of Two yeah. Cities, mm-hmm. and there's no way Pip and Jane Baker are claiming... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the, the bit... The he, he was... estimates his own cleverness? No, no, no he was no, speaking to Mel in the trial room, and he said, if people like you and I do not sacrifice ourselves, then evil will always win. And it was a really, really nice line, and it kind of got lost in the pantomime that was the the rest of it. I I really did like the the location footage, though. I thought that was quite moody. Mm. Oh, the pottery's in Stoke-on-Trent, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Mm. Episode 13 was probably the best episode of this entire series. Mm. Episode 14 was probably amongst the worst. Yeah. Episode 4 of Mind Walk was the best. That was very good, yes. I, have to agree. I, found, I found it rather disconcerting the the uh, scene on the beach where the Valyard keeps you know, sort of instantaneously yeah. oh, shifting. Oh, that was quite from, good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. from one, yeah, from one point to another. And very well he behind. appears behind yeah. Glitz, because Glitz has yeah. made such a good... oaf, microbe. And I think we should have a shout-out for Michael Jason's laughing. Oh, that was some evil laughing. That was very evil laughing. As evil laughing goes. Yes, that was evil. Him and Anthony Ailey were probably in their trailers during breaks just laughing Hugging, with each other yeah. Yeah. basically they said I'll start at this end of the set you start that end of the set and we'll, we'll just start matching yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's really weird because I was watching some of the making of and the one scene that looks so much like it's a really bad CGI job isn't which one was you that? know the one where Glitz is kneeling on the sand and the Doctor in theory comes up oh, yeah. and it's they actually filmed in reverse yeah. because of the perspective of how they filmed it, it looks Glitz like they looks just, like yeah. Bloody yeah. Gulliver compared to the Doctor's yeah. little right. tell you it what, looks like it's a bad CGI yeah. job what looks even worse than that is the Master's TARDIS close up because when you oh. see it it's just cardboard it's been painted on oh, I never noticed but in the no. distance it looks pretty good yeah it looks yeah, fine I didn't, I didn't yeah. notice oh the statue of Queen Victoria yeah but it's just painted <laughs> when you actually get really close <laughs> up it's terrible okay, a bit of stage yeah. set painting mm, yeah. there was one thing that was quite good and that yeah. was the scene where Michael Jason's wearing the Popple Mick yeah, yes. yes. they actually made him up yeah. Yeah. you had the other actor and then Jeff when you Hughes. had the close-up, just as he's ripping off, mm. it is Michael Jason under makeup. Mm. Yes. But apparently, I thought it was very good at the time. Yeah, yeah. 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 Apparently he's a very good mimic, so he kept actually talking like the actor that played Popperwick as well and really yeah. confused people for a while. One of the most useless characters, I know why he was there, and that was fine, but as a character, he was the keeper of the Matrix. Oh, I idiot. mean, talk yeah. about not trying to look facts in the face. Yeah. Someone got into the Matrix, accept it, stop <laughs> Trying to pretend. <laughs> That's James Bree from uh, mm. from the last story we did, wasn't it? He was yeah. in um, War Games. Yeah, he was. So, yeah. Mm. In Deadly Assassin, accepted it. Yeah. In Deadly Assassin, yeah. it was two sort of old men in yeah. the control Ingen. centre. Yeah. yeah, but they were actually quite funny and interesting. But this yeah. guy he was, was just. I have the key of Rassilon. So yeah. How many keys <laughs> is that now? Quite a few. Because I think that's the second or the least the third. It's because somebody keeps copying them. It's the same key, it just keeps regenerating itself. It does a lot of stuff. (laughs) Apparently, his character was meant to do more in the final episode. Uh, Besides tripping melt. It would have been nice to have got out the trial room at that point. I think we'd seen enough about 14 episodes worth. If they got the whole Mm. lot out there wandering around in the Matrix, and if they haven't kept restating the fact that it was all illusion, the threat would have felt a bit more palpable. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it struck me odd on the beach yeah it's an all an illusion doctor yeah. just came out of the sand perfectly yeah. fine but then then they're running away from gas yeah then they put the disco ball light on colin in the master's tardis oh, and make yeah. his coat look even more colorful <laughs> 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 oh, yes, yes. the fantasy factory sign mm. that was very reminiscent or it, it precursor rather not reminiscent because so, we're looking back very much precursor of what we were going to see later on in sylvester's era with the greatest show in the galaxy yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of look or even delta and the bannermen there's lots yeah. of 
rights in there, isn't there? But I hadn't seen this since 1986. Really? <laughs> I, I hadn't actually rewatched The Child of the Time. I mean, how did it compare with the benefits of rose-tinted glasses? Well, <laughs> I remember watching it and cringing slightly yeah. at the time. Mm, yeah. I remember the special being blown away by the special effects at the opening scene. Yeah. But finding Bonnie Langford's acting a little bit too theatrical. Well, that's what we were saying, wasn't it? She's it's, very that's pantomime. exactly what it was. She yeah. was she, she was still on the to, stage. She hadn't yeah. learned how having to tone read, it down. Having read an interview from, from the magazine with her a uh, couple of weeks back, mm-hmm. she wasn't actually given any stage so direction no. whatsoever. No. Yeah. So she yeah. was still, If they just said yeah. to her, bring it down. Yeah, she was still mm. theatre yeah. acting. And I believe she filmed oh, this first, didn't she? Yeah. Yes. I was going to say, she actually comes across a bit better in this story. I don't know if it's just the Lighting. I thought she's she, even worse in Vervoids. I thought she's better in Vervoids, personally. Mm. But, but yeah. the thing I enjoyed was because it was <laughs> nearly 30 years ago since mm. I saw yeah. this. Yeah. Pretty much Why does she here? say things like that? <laughs> she's a cow. We're going to take her around the back yeah. and beat her up later. It was like watching a fresh episode of Doctor Who. No. Because there were bits of it I hadn't remembered. There was yeah. bits of it I had remembered, the basic premise, but mm. there was lots of bits that, you know, because I hadn't watched still it still a so mess. Long. And I quite enjoyed it. I ha- mm. you, you have to take it for the era. I think any of the old who you got to, any TV really. You got to yeah. take it for the era it's filmed mm. in. Considering yeah. what Pip and Jane had to work oh, with yeah. for that last episode, it's amazing they, they managed to do what they the did. The thing that I didn't kind of, and I remember at the time it vexed me slightly was it all felt very hurried at the end. Of like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. oh, oh, actually, you're really, really innocent. We're not going to do you for genocide. Yeah. We're not yeah. going to yeah. do you for the. Yeah. Oh, would you be the prime minister? Oh, again? and Perry's <laughs> alive. Perry. And let's just leave her with this wild (laughs) barbarian and not make any effort to go and make sure she's happy there. I mean, that's a scene that made me laugh out loud where um, the Doctor reveals that Perry is sort of safe and sound. It just cuts that scene of uh, Perry being groped by Brian Blessed. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like he's some sort of predator approaching (laughs) her, doesn't he? Literally, the little pink heart frame in the The one thing that shocked me... you see, it was love. Oh, that's what it was, all right. The one thing that shocked me when I first saw it again was that Mel's got a hair up. I know it's something silly, but... Okay. Yeah. Did shock you? It did shock me. Strange things shock you. <laughs> well, it's hair and it's me. And, am, I, am I right in saying this is this is the only sort of conclusion to a Doctor's tenure where it doesn't finish with a regeneration? Yeah. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He didn't know his yeah. final words yeah. were going to be carrot juice, carrot juice, carrot juice. Yeah. Carrot yeah. juice. Because yeah. at that point in time, it was coming back for well, the next season. Mm. And he thought it was coming back. Yeah. That's it, because... So it's yeah, going yeah. on hiatus. Oh. Yeah. Episode 14 was the first thing we ever recorded on our first VHS machine. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing that on video. And for any of our <laughs> listeners that wonder what we're, we're going on about here, episodes 13 and 14 were to be written by Eric Saywood. Robert Holmes. Robert, Robert Holmes. 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 Who wrote yeah. the f- 13. Yeah. Robert Most Holmes part. fell ill and unfortunately passed away before he wrote episode 14. Very convenient of him. Yeah. And <laughs> JMT said, Eric Say was writing episode 14 over my dead body, mm. which is why Pip and Jane ended up writing episode well, 14. I think actually, but they weren't allowed to see episode 13 yeah, and think, had four days to write it. I think what actually happened is there was uh, Eric Saywood wrote episode there was a massive great big Barney and bust up about the indie maybe he he walked and took took his episode with him yeah Yeah. I don't know how it works because Robert Holmes did write 13 yeah for for the most part and people Jane were allowed to see 13 they weren't allowed to know anything about 14 yeah Yeah. that's right that doesn't make sense why not just tell them okay so we want the doctor will do this this and this it was um, Eric Saywood's yeah um, copyright copyright not if if they you can't no I I, I don't don't know the ins and outs yeah. They, yeah. they were told we need this these are the sets you've got available write it what yeah. they got four sets. days what yeah. they didn't tell them was oh yeah and there's three previous stories that have things that we need to c- fill that in up. as well yeah. so we're not sure what's happening in Mind Warp if you could just tie that up there were some deleted scenes in Mysterious Planet where the information was bleeped out and Terror of the Vervoids there was a scene where the Doctor broke the communications unit yeah. uh, it turns out he doesn't do that so you've got to explain that as well and it was yeah. just, and just some of that everything because there was a whole thing about circular logics and all the rest of it which is why they used the potteries for the circular building yeah, that's but right. because Pip and Jane hadn't been given the gut, that just suddenly disappeared. Yeah, and yeah. it was a very mm. nice atmospheric set. Oh God, yeah. but it, made no, it made no sense <laughs> yeah. to what was going yeah. on earlier. In fact, when they were telling Pip and Jane, there was a solicitor in there representing Eric Saywood. 
He was there to make sure that John Nathan Turner didn't tell them anything about the 14th episode. He could have put it in a letter. Morse code. But behind the scenes, everything virtually imploded. And just before they started filming one of these scenes, there was that big interview with Starburst where Eric Saywood was sort of put forward by Ian Levine or something. And it was just a tell-all thing where he slagged off the whole production unit and told people that he didn't like Colin Baker and didn't think he was a good doctor. And I hate to say, a lot of that probably didn't didn't (laughs) help the ultimate decision that meant Colin and that went. I think... Conan has had a very bad rap from mm. Oh, he's had bad press, oh, yeah. I think hardly any of it is actually his fault. It isn't. No. I think the majority of the fault can be laid at John Nathan Turner's door yep. and Eric Saywood's door. They didn't yeah. have a between, harmonious relationship, No, between did the they? both of them, they kept on trying to force their own ideas, their own mm-hmm. agendas, and they were both poles apart. Yeah, yeah, and when you get Andrew Cartmel coming in, he's working with John Nathan Turner, yeah. and they've got a, a nice, smooth relationship, and things just start working yeah. better. Mm-hmm. So you can sort of tell that the two people responsible for creating the series just aren't getting on. Yeah. Mm. And having seen Colin play the Doctor as he wanted to play yeah. the Doctor, mm-hmm. which is yeah. not the Doctor we see on TV, no. you sit there going... I so wish he'd played and, it how yeah, he wanted to play it. To the big he, he, got, yeah. he was getting there this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah he got the, the scenes in, in Mysterious Planet and yeah. uh, Terror of the Vervoids mm. where he's really playing who he yeah. wants, how he as, wants to play. Yeah, as, as, as I think we've mentioned before, it's still the abrasive abrasiveness there, but it's tempered now by humour. Yeah, mm. you know, or it's directed things, at the bad. Yeah, people. Some, <laughs> some of the discussions that he had with Perry would have been shouted at the top of his voice, but in this time they're sent with a smile. Sent with a smile. Also, a bit of a shame that this story had such promise at the end. Mm. It was setting things up for the future, for Gallifrey. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. the High Council been deposed, yep. Yep. Civil War apparently, all this turmoil on Gallifrey after all the events yeah. that the Valiard and the Master between them both tried to yeah. set yeah. up. And then there's never, never come back to it. All yeah. we, we know later on through Big Finish is that Romana 2 becomes the president when she comes back from eSpace mm. and she fills the void. And question, yeah. okay, the, the Valiard in theory can still happen because yes. it's between mm. 12, 12 and, and your 13. final rejection. Well, he, he was at the very I last scene, wasn't he? Cleverly didn't say between. Yeah. I thought four. he did say twelve and thirteen. No, 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 12 no he and said final. and your final. Ah, right. Which okay. can now be uh, many. many. But ah. Obviously, if he is from the Doctor's future, he knew he wasn't going to win over anyway. Yeah, or, it doesn't make sense. Or have we changed the timeline <laughs> so the, the Valyard is no longer actually incarnation of the Doctor's evil side, or was he in the first place? I heard somebody suggest maybe that uh, he's sort of a watcher. Yeah, Ooh. so, so it's kind of, he's literally between yeah. two regenerations. He's but he's taken on his own persona. But it has still yeah. known he hadn't won because the trial is history to the value. Yeah, time you wind me. <laughs> <laughs> well explained. I accept your argument. Yeah. <laughs> it's still his own history. It's still his own past. Timey wimey. <laughs> right. And in these two episodes, I mean, how many corruptions of the, of the uh, Valyard's name was oh, it? Oh, that stack got yeah. annoying. Only the one. The stack, stackyard. Valyard and Stackyard. Oh, were there two? Mm. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't nearly so bad. All right. Oh. Railyard. Mm. Yeah. It was just all the, uh, that old sagacity bit. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Those scenes could have been used for some real sort of proper arguing yeah. uh, that would uh, progress the plot, and instead it was just mm. typical some, Doctor Six, wasn't it? Some of the direction, it was... We've said that the some of the... Um, dialogue was very panto but some of the direction like when the doctor is working out that somebody set him up and they said well who could possibly have done that and you've got that dramatic turn and point you know the valiant oh yeah very panto yeah that that was chris clough wasn't it yeah did this in verboise but he does complain about the set because there's nothing you can do basically on that set you You can't get the cameras in there you're just kind of locked on those two yeah Yeah. he was the same person that directed things like uh Silver Nemesis. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing, sometimes we watch it from the point of view of the viewer, which is the only option we have, <laughs> but don't realise the constraints that they were in filming it. Yeah. We've actually got the best version of what they could have done, yeah. but that's not necessarily yeah. what they wanted yeah. to do. And the stuff on location on film, I think it's really yeah, well yeah, done. Really yeah, really good. Excellent and considering stuff. it was the first season to go on video, wasn't it? OB location. Oh, was film. that filmed on video? Yeah, it's <laughs> all video. Yeah, nothing's <laughs> film in this season, yeah. really, apart from the big 
trial ship scene at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, I suppose that's the most troll stuff, yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm just reading a copy of the script here, and the line is, Mel, but I can't leave you. Doctor, go, do it. Oh, there... Sorry. So this isn't TARDIS Blue. Oh, there'll be mass murder. Valiad. That's actually what it says in the script. Are you reading the original episode 14? Yeah, yeah. Out If the Valiad had a moustache, he would be twiddling it. Couldn't do that. We already had the master in it. Because there's been two... Two audio sequels to this, haven't there? There's been the trial of the Valiard, yeah, yeah, and then there's the one where that's set after the Valiard and the Doctor fall into the Matrix and have yeah. their struggle, and they send Mel back in time to kill the Valiard. Uh, he jests at scars. He jests at scars. Oh, okay, the Doctor yeah. who unbound. Yeah, and I really where enjoy that where one. It's the Valiard instead of the Doctor. Yeah. yeah. Now the interesting thing with the Matrix in this one is that it's not the same as the Matrix in no, the Deadly Assassin. It seems to change depending on what's required of it which makes yeah. sense because it's all entirely fictional but yeah but here they physically enter it yeah. before mm. it, just, so it was just and they plug your, your brain yeah. into it yeah. they pop through a door don't they yeah, yeah. The seventh door. so does that mean they get digitalised so, I don't know the Unless they pop... or is it an alternative dimension maybe they pop through a door and then put on a headset <laughs> yeah <see> that's <laughs> it cutscene <laughs> yeah we'll just leave that out it's really boring they just put a hairdryer on there yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to say I really as I said before I really enjoy the value I think uh, yes. my yes. are brilliant, mm. brilliant. <laughs> For quite a while, I did think, actually, the Valiard's probably my favourite dog. Because <laughs> the word Valiard does mean Doctor of Law. It does, yeah. yeah. I don't think it does, really. I've never found okay. any reference to it meaning that in real life. It does now. Shush. Yeah. Oh, I'm Googling. Oh, God. <laughs> I think they made it up, but probably because they thought they could get some mileage out of funny puns on the, on the yeah. name. Mm. Oh, utterly okay. failed to do. <laughs> Pause a shame they didn't have more of the Valiard. I think he, maybe if Colin had stayed on, mm. he He'd might be have become the new master. A new master we'll pop up again because Ainley's master he's he had his he was time a bit, really bit panto he you know. was yeah he couldn't really enough, take him seriously as a threat enough panto with Mel <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there would just be like another Mark of the Rani where it's the Valiard and the, the Rani and the master yeah. oh no they didn't <laughs> <laughs> yes I'm afraid to say that the Valiard is a made up word ah. oh mm-hmm. no yeah um, but I agree with what you, what you say I mean in these episodes the master was taking on the, the qualities of, of a pantomime villain whereas the Valyard. I mean, he's he, he was very much you know, sort of contained malice. Yeah, brilliant. I love the idea that all this time the Doctor's been penting up all this uh, aggression and anger and all the things he sees, all the things he has to do to, to save the universe, save whatever. Yeah, it must take have a toll, take a toll on you. It, it would have been nice also if it, we were dealing with this sort of darker, more moody Doctor. If this had been the catalyst for him changing, mm. if he'd seen his future and actively tried to change it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. but of course Colin didn't stay. No. Mm. I always assumed that the ma- the Valiard was caused by the Master in that Androzani regeneration, where all of a sudden okay. the Master turns yeah. up and starts telling the Doctor to die. I yeah. assume that was the seeds of it being started. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And now, dear listeners, for your delight and delectation and bafflement, we present you a virtual... Tea dueling session. This episode of tea dueling is taking place entirely in the Matrix. You must use your minds, contestants. Oh, I deny this reality. <laughs> you must use your minds to keep your tea hot, your biscuit erect, there and is your no... mouth quick. What if the biscuit flops? Then your mind is weak. You can bend it back. But yeah. you're always telling me I'm never using my mind. <laughs> to quote the master. Doctor, your willy's weak. (laughs) (laughs) You leave my willy out of this. Remember, there is no spoon. There are only malted milk biscuits. Our contestants this week are, in the red corner, Scott Asdaman Fuller. Yay! And in the not red corner, Adam, the world is my oyster. Oh, yeah. Purcell. Okay, Adam, uh, take it easy. I haven't done this before. Seize your virtual cups in front I of am you. The master, right? You are not the master. <laughs> <laughs> are, are they sure they actually contain tea? Ah, ah. What was this yellow stuff in my cup? You don't want that. Okay. It was called short. Sorry. <laughs> uh, right, have a it's quick brown enough. It's a bit solid, but. Uh... No, you will have liquidy tea. <laughs> you will not have ice cream. Ah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Seize your malted milks. Okay. Okay, This isn't quite as easy as I thought it would be. (laughs) Come on, use your mind. So hard. 
Get it, <laughs> get it off of the light bulb. It will melt. Lower. Oh. Lower. No, off the floor. <laughs> is that cheating That's as well? It. That is cheating as well. And it's dusty down there. Yeah, try mm. using your fingers to hold the multi milk bucket. Don't move it round with your mind. <laughs> it's it's easy, dust. look. It's not dusty. I'll move it. How's that doing that? Showing off. Yeah, I know. Look, I'm make it whistling yeah, around his head. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. Could, could you just, 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 just get the multi milk biscuits over the tea for the. Right, love of heavens. <laughs> it's changing on to a banana. On your virtual biscuits. All right. Oh. And on the count of three, yep. you will dunk. One, two, three, dunk. Oh, dunking. One, two, three, four, five. I can't Stop get dunking. Out. Erect. It's wobbling a little bit, but uh, I think it's okay. Oh, oh. Scott's wobbling, Scott's wobbling, Scott's wobbling. Oh, and oh, Adam's oh, gone yeah. floppy. No, oh, you no, will no, not use it. your mind to hold the floppiness. <laughs> well, um, can I eat it yet? Only hold if the bottom of your mind. If you're a coward. Don't do that. Molten milk is wobbling all over the place. It's wobbling, Scott, it's wobbling. It's going to crumble. It's tiggling me. It's not fair. It's going to fall. Suck it up. Oh, oh, oh. All in one. It's going, Adam. It's oh, going. No, no, it's no, going. No, it's no. Oh, no. It splodged all over me. Oh, look at that mess. Can Flush. you clean that up with your mind? I think I can. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, there Adam, we go. Adam, yeah. Yeah. Clean my your trousers your trousers like that. have disappeared. Oh, yeah. oh. oh they're oh, over well. here. It's okay. They're attacking me. <laughs> First round to Scott. Do you mean we're having more than one oh, round? God. Best out of three. Oh. <laughs> New biscuits, please, gentlemen. <clears throat> Does it have to be malted milk? It does. Yes. What if I think of a cookie? Then you're disqualified. Ooh. Okay, malted milk. It's against the rules. I'm getting confident now. You are, you <laughs> it's are. It's got to be malted milks. Right, let me see those malted milk, gentlemen. Oh. Take a close Excellent. look at this. Ooh. There it is. It's a banana. <laughs> <laughs> and... What's <he> waving? <laughs> it's a biscuit. He's <laughs> jiggling okay. his biscuit at you. <laughs> On the count of three, you will... Scott, that's lemonade. Put tea... In your virtual cup. Oh, fine. I'm going to do it virtually. Ready? On the count of three, yeah. you will dunk and hold. One, two, three, dunk! Oh, it is in. Oh, it feels yeah. good in there. One, two, two three, three, four, five. And oh, leave Hold oh, oh, erect. Oh, oh, Scott. quite damp. Scott's only pulled half his biscuit out. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I banged it on the way cup. in. Oh. I forced it in too hard. That and was snapped. a disappointing so round. That, that, that goes to that's one all. One all. Yeah. Yeah. Can so I still eat the soggy biscuit? When, when you finish, <laughs> we'll give you a virtual spoon. Oh, <laughs> one you. for Mr. Purcell. <laughs> <laughs> one for okay. Mr. Fuller. Refresh your cup. Refresh your biscuit. Bing. That's a hobnob. <laughs> no <laughs> cheating. It's a lot cheaper virtual, isn't it? <laughs> it is. yeah, yeah. I could use a Kit Kat. Hold no. your biscuits erect. Ooh. On the count of three. It's erect. You will... Now, Scott, remember this time, take it out before it splodges. I'll be gentle, I Thank promise. You. I won't break it. <clears throat> One, two, three, dunk. dunk. One, two, two three, three, four, five. five. Hold, Hold the erect. Erect. Ah, see, this and time oh, there's some good, solid Ooh. biscuit there from Scott. That's oh, that's a good. Dripping not on. even Adam, jiggling. Adam, Adam you, you should have left your trousers on because that's hot coffee and it's dripping on your leg. Bit of wobblage there from Adam. Bit of wobblage. Can he keep it steady? Wobblage from Scott. Oh, oh no, that no. is amazing oh. wobblage. Do I feel a spot <laughs> coming on? Which one of them oh. is it meant to be first? bending at ninety degrees? Oh. Who's going to chicken out first and eat it? Oh, who's going to do a nom first? (laughs) I have to gobble, I have to gobble. (laughs) And Adams is still there. Uh, How long is he going to leave it? Adam wins. Adam with no trousers beat the virgin. (laughs) 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 Mills and Boone book gone wrong. (laughs) Thrashed in the Matrix. What you do in the Matrix is it's your, your own concern. Yes, yes, now, what you do in the Matrix stays in the Matrix. <laughs> How do we actually get thing. out? Did anyone bring the key with them? Ah. Uh, we have to see the key there's, master. There's about eight keys flying up. Yeah. No one make a yeah. copy. How did they get out in the programme? They, they appeared as a shaft of light. They did. Look for a shaft, everyone. They no. just, just Anyone walked. got a phone? They walked into the darkness, or, or there's a phone. They yeah. told us we couldn't bring them in here, it interfered with the... And they um... didn't have mobile phones in the 80s that are worth Hang mentioning. On. Was it Flashing Blade that told us how to get in here? Bastard! <laughs> <laughs>
Gavashan! Was it like a service station? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, my mind was wandering. Dogging! How many times have I heard the phrase, I'll take it out before I splodge? Well, as we're still in the Matrix and we can't get out, yeah. we may as well review the Matrix since we all watched well, that quite it's recently. Green, isn't green it? Green and blue. Yeah, it is. There's a lot yeah, of green. There is. Yeah. Okay, who's going to explain this one? from Doctor Who. Now, <laughs> yeah. about the Keanu Reeves Matrix now. Yes, yes, it, it's like a virtual reality. Oh, no, that sort of sounds a bit like yeah. Deadly Assassin. Reality is a lie. Mm. That sounds like... It's very deep there, Crumbly. Mm. It's, a, it's also a film about the machines that rise up and enslave oh, yeah. humanity. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like Terminator. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm. So was there any sort of original... Yeah, there was this really, really freaky thing they did called Bullet Time. Oh, yes. No one no. had oh, ever seen that before. Was it. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That's where they fall over backwards very slowly. <laughs> it's a bit like my nan. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Safety falling. <laughs> She's quite quick when she falls over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they have to sort of wave their arms. I think the thing with The Matrix was it didn't exactly come up with some original ideas, but well, it no. sure as hell put them forward put, in a most yeah. original I'll way. I, yeah. think, I think it's... Uh, if interviewed one of the guys, one of the directors. Wachowski. He said, stealing from one person is called plagiarism, stealing from a lot of people is called research. They researched the hell out of it. It was certainly very pretty, and there was yeah. a hell of a lot of film on the camera. I oh, did, actually, yeah. I wasn't the... sure it was that pretty because it was very as... green and well, yeah, it struck yeah. me as the being very drab. Yeah. It's all the colours were black, wasn't it? white, grey, green. It's... The only time we got a splash of colour was the red dress. Yeah. Ah, it's the woman in the red dress, yes. Yeah. Yeah, certainly everything in the Matrix had that slightly greeny, yellowy. They, they yeah. use mm-hmm. that sort of trick a lot in CSI. They've all got mm-hmm. their own, like, filter. Yeah. So you can tell which one you're watching. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. But it, it did give it that sort of drab, run down yeah. feel, which I think, well, I think is where was, they were setting it, really. I think it would more to give it the air of unreality more than anything yeah. else. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then you take it out in the real world mm. where the cloud cover, it's mm, very yes. grey, desolated. Yeah. There was no colour in the film yeah it was... well that's that was the whole point though because life for him had no color mm-hmm. I, I have to admit when you see the earth as it was the scorched earth yeah i kind of think i oh, maybe want to stay in the that picture of the scorched earth i thought that's horsham <laughs> <laughs> steady on i want to live there one day sure. <laughs> i think it played into that whole idea i think there's a point in everyone's life where they sit there and go is this actually happening am i in control or is mm. are you feeling like a puppy whether it's religion or what have you and i think it played very nice on that sense mm. that sometimes you have that you're not actually in control, that you're just being moved around. Well, you're just like being a, yeah. Yeah, like a pawn. Yeah. Also, with the colours, or the lack of colours, it was the fact that no matter how good the computer programme, it wasn't Quite real life. Real. It mm. wasn't yeah. as yeah. beautiful as the world really is. Yeah. But if you don't know yeah. that, that's the thing. The, the, mm. the human batteries that they've become don't know that's the only yeah. real world they've been exposed to is this artificial one in their minds does raise the question as the film does yep. is this real yep. are, are we going and deep makes, again yeah. and there are people <laughs> who say that at some time in the future computers will become so sophisticated that you will have virtual realities which are as yeah. good yeah. as yeah. real AIs yeah. and they live real lives mm-hmm. better than life mm. and at that point the chances are there are many many more virtual realities than there are real worlds yeah. mm. so in one real world so the chances are mathematically that this isn't real. 
Well, also, if you look at the what the Aborigines believe, they believe that this is the dream. Oh, the dream time, yeah. You're, you're mm. awake when you're asleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I don't like life anymore. <laughs> it's scary. I'll tell you what, though. I'm not going to waste my time going to work in virtual reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, none of us go to work tomorrow. Excellent. I mean, Let's just fine. party till we die. Yeah. <laughs> it does, the whole concept of uh, virtual reality, I mean, it was touched upon you know, sort of quite deeply uh, by authors such as William Gibson and uh, Bruce mm. Serling. Mm. There again, the, the novel Neuromancer, you could say it predated the Matrix films by about 15 years because Neuromancer was written in about 1985. It did discuss the concept of virtual reality, a graphic representation of you know, a computer world mm. in, in some depth. Mm. I think the only thing that lifted Matrix out of a lot of other films have been along that concept. and It could have been a ma- mediocre film, a variation on a theme that's already seen, is the creation of the high-definition 360 camera work yes. yeah. gave us mm-hmm. what is yeah. now yeah, known as bullet time it was all and about also the direction the, if you've ever seen the, the, the Chinese movies mm. the martial arts ones there's a lot of wire work Kong, yeah. 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 The, the people can jump 20 foot in the wire air and, mm-hmm. sort of like and bringing yeah. in that yep. wire work in with that slow-mo bullet time mm. now we look back and it looks a bit cliched because Everybody does it. You know, and taking the mickey They even mickey-taked it in Shrek, I yeah. think, yeah. Shrek yeah. too. <laughs> but then no one had seen no. anything like it ever before. It, it blew you, you know, away the first time. The wire work people had seen a bit, but it had been taken to such a level. And then with the, the, the bullet time 360, mm-hmm. you know, even just things like the running through the water and it gets hit in the leg and the water yeah. goes red with the blood mm. and that. It's just yeah. like, think, whoa, yeah. no one has seen that before. I think the, the, the uh, scene that showcased that the most was uh, the scene in the uh, subway, the uh, fight between Neo and uh, Agent Smith. Mm. Yeah. And the whole thing in the lobby. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's really good. Uh, is this the first proper cyberpunk film? Uh, there was Johnny Mnemonic, which also Was that started. before this? Because that, that was yeah. before, yeah. Yeah. It was before It was only this, just, yeah. but yeah. Okay. Also Keanu, was also Keanu. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, was that him? Yes. Yes, yeah. um... <laughs> One, one thing I must point out, more from a sartorial point of view than anything else, was um, the increasing use of, uh, well, I would say fetish wear throughout the yeah. film. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit leathery, wasn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And rubbery. No, that's because um, one, of the, uh, one of the uh, Wachowski brothers was um, a regular client of one of Los Angeles' uh, premier Queens of Pain. Okay. Oh, yes. that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, and so that's where he got the... Um, the the look. <laughs> the look, yes. The idea for all the uh, tight-fitting uh, sort of leather and uh, latex. But okay. the, the, th- the film left us with several legacies. That not the sequels. Not the sequels. Oh, did, not did not the we'll ignore the sequels. <laughs> you really should have made, should have made sequels. Hey, it, was, it was a one-shot film. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, there were sequels. We'll ignore them. Yeah. The, the, um, <laughs> the film gave us the bullet time that's used mm. so much now. Mm-hmm. High wire work is used mm-hmm. so much yep. now. Having umpteen guns strapped on you that <laughs> yeah. a human being would yeah. not be able to walk but can perfectly. But of course, it has given us that one thing that all films cannot do without now. Minions. No, <laughs> the long, flappy cut. Let's ah. <laughs> face it, even Khan recently had the long, <laughs> flappy cut. That kind of goes back to the 80s. Think of something like oh, uh, Highlander or Gekkard. They've all got I things long. Yeah. Even Tom Baker had a long, yeah. flappy cut. They made it that Debbie Gare sort of like, it had to be kind of leather, it had to be long. It but it has to, to flap in slow-mo. Yeah. And it has yeah. to flap in slow-mo. Well, that, yeah, the inspiration behind Neo, Neo's coat was... Um, was it, uh, Roman Catholic priest or something. Yeah, yeah that, some that's, later, that's the that, later yeah. sequel films. Yeah, particularly. Yeah. At the moment, it's just a, a, a long a, leather coat. Yeah. In, at the moment, it's just a, a flashy man. Mm. Mm. You yeah. get into the priest coats, mm. cassocks in the later films. Yeah, mind you, one another scene that stood out was um, when Neo wakes up in the Matrix, where he's inside his pod. I mean, oh, yeah. did he have a full body wax for that? I mean, impressively bold. Yeah. I think some of that may have been a bodysuit. All right. Remember mind. Warp and Perry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just have a <laughs> Mind you, I mean, I can empathize him you know, with him with the scene where he pulls that tube out of his throat. Oh, oh yeah, because I remember um, I was in hospital for an operation. It's going to be gross, everyone. Yes, yeah. Yeah, which gross. end was the tube? <laughs> I had a catheter, no. that was bad enough. <laughs> no, I, I was just coming around in the recovery room and they're pulling the intubation tube out of my throat, so oh. mm, yeah. And I, I like the way they actually dealt with the fantasy world, the matrix mm. world. 
in that it looks real, but then when things can bend, like yes. when yeah. the helicopter crashes mm, yeah. into the pl- glass, the wall... They ripple and distort. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And there's weird zooms, isn't there, when mm. they're standing on tops of buildings yeah. and things are mm. warping towards them and getting so you, further you, away. It's there, but it, it just gets slight... But the distortion isn't enough to destroy the illusion in, in the viewer's mind. Yeah. It's still yeah. a building, it's still perspective, but you just go, did I... Yeah, it's a yeah. yeah, that was a nice little trick. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So it still kept mm. in with it's, it's like slipping in little just, optical illusions. Yeah. Isn't it? It's like the where um, yeah, Neo's just taken the blue pill and he puts his hand through the mirror. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, and really like good. That. Mm. And when he um, attempted um, to do the first jump, red pill. Red pill. Sorry, my red bad. Red yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't take the, the blue first, pill. Yeah, the very different film with that leather. And then bounces. Yeah. Also, they mentioned about deja vu as well. How that's a glitch in the matrix. Oh, yeah. how that mm. can foretell the appearance of mm. uh, just an agent thing. also the agent major breakout agent role. Smith mm. yeah the guy who played agent Smith oh yeah, yeah. Hugo Weaving yes. yeah that was his first sort of major yeah because it was Hollywood really film. weird when I, I watched so. the, um, the Lord of the Rings I yeah. was like, it's Mr Smith well, yeah. Yeah. Agent <laughs> Smith was, uh, the first thing I saw him in was Priscilla Queen of the Desert mm. Mm. oh again that oh, yeah. was it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the first thing I, I recognised okay. him from which reminds me of Xena because yeah. he's from that part of the world. Mm. And they were doing wild work back in about 95, yeah, 94, they, 95. Yeah, they were using the, the, that kind of like kung yeah. fu technique. So so a few years before the Matrix, oh, they yeah. were doing that in a weekly yeah. program. Oh, yeah. 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 I think it was just the way it was used in the Matrix and tying it in with other things. Mm. It, was, it was done a lot more subtly in some respects that made it stand out a bit more because it wasn't every fight and scene. It had a, had a point as well in yeah. showing that yeah. it was unreal yeah. Yeah. and you could that bend he, reality with your yeah, mind. Had no. the ability to manipulate reality. Yeah. There is no spoon. Yeah. There was the god awful sequels, <laughs> which would have been a lot better if it had been one ones. part. But mm. there was one scene in the sequel that was the best bit of computer program I've ever seen, and it was so funny with that scene because actually every woman in the cinema got the joke at least thirty seconds before mm. the men did. What was that? What was that? <laughs> the orgasm scene. Oh, I've oh the chocolate cake. Yes. No, there's one that. bit where the chocolate cake and there's a bit of computer program. Programming, and you see the computer programming, oh, yes. mm. and there's all these women just going, I know what's coming. <laughs> and there's a fella literally, saying, what? <laughs> yeah, quite literally. And I remember someone saying to me, That's the best rendition of a female orgasm I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. what, better than when Harry met Sally. I can't remember much from the sequels, but did they ever go into this whole idea of humans were batteries did they ever address no, that no. it makes no sense in terms of thermodynamics at no. all mm. they just, just, just have to assume they're right absorbing there. life force or something well that's yeah. it yeah I mean I mean, you I do get, tend to agree uh, put more energy in than you get out I mean, yeah the second Matrix film it did vanish up its own behind that's when I got bored actually the second one had been a one part it had been a lot mm. better I think there was a hint of it not so being the actual heat and all the rest that the human body generates but but literally, our mind, our imagination, it, the, the machine feeding off okay. the, the cere- mm. cerebral Not, aspect yeah. of yeah. The electricity as such. Mm. No, it's more that kind of like the imagination and yeah. that. But I could that be, ma- I could be making it. Up. I was going to say <laughs> that's they were the, film, what so. I saw of the film. It, I thought it was what you were saying. They were that's the implication oh, yeah, no, for the first film. case, the first film. But it kind of like went off at a different tangent mm. for the other Got ones. Very messianic, didn't it? Yes. I mean, it's. I, I had this film for one. I actually gave it away to someone because I just it got a bit. Uh, but sitting back on and watching DVDs, it, I actually quite, yeah, me too. I quite enjoyed watching it again. Yeah, okay. Even it does, if I did think it went on a little bit, long. It does dip a bit in the middle. I think. Yeah. Of its time, it yeah. was. Yeah. It, perhaps the first kind of noughties blockbuster, even though it's 1999, yeah. it, it set up everything it's, that came. It still the holds 15, the look of it still holds up. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't it dated that much. Oh, good grief! No, I mean, no, if at all. Yeah, but going back to what I was saying, the whole concept of cyberpunk, it was laid out properly in uh, the Matrix movies, but it has been sort of dealt, you know, dealt with before. I mean, as I stated before, there was uh, Johnny Mnemonic. Mm-hmm. Where he plays the cyber courier, and also the lawnmower man. Oh yeah, I suppose so, lawnmower man. Yeah, but there the virtualities were clearly artificial. Oh, good grief! Yes, using those, no yeah, using headsets and such. It, yeah, yeah, for reality. Yeah, no plugging in. <laughs> I think Ultimate Five was probably more fun. Yeah, <laughs> definitely more colourful. Yes. Yeah. 
got no feedback. No, we didn't have two, any last time. No, no. two in a row. Oh. Ooh, blimey. We're losing our touch. Mm. Is anyone listening to us? <laughs> Are you Please? there? Hello. Uh-huh. Hello, listeners. We don't have any feedback. Please write you, to us. You are actually out there, aren't you? If you don't write to us, we will sing. That's we will th- sing loud and, and long. Hang on. Bad. Hang on. Karen, Karen. We're already losing them. We don't want to lose a few. We've still got. Oh, yeah. Can you stop? Stop, 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 stop. Please, please, even if you just email us to say hello. Or abuse. We would take abuse. would be good. Yes. Scott would like to be abused. <laughs> Absolutely. Or even used and abused. Mm. <laughs> she came from Greece. She had a thirst for knowledge. That's, That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> the Americans call it cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Shatner singing. Yeah. Yes. So if we've <laughs> or got you like... singing Shatner singing. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, Whoa. Oh, Whoa. Pull, that, pull that back Sh- there. Shatner singing. You singing Shatner, Shatner singing. singing shit. <laughs> <laughs> so if we have no feedback, you want to live we go, like then? common people. We do. Goodbye. We, there there is. It's time to. There's one thing goodbye. I've been asked to play in. Oh, 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 oh. Who's it from? It's from somebody called Bill. 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 For a program that we know in this country. Oh. This is an advert. Oh. Look, this is their world. A little blue planet. <laughs> Listen, this is their language. A wondrous thing. Yeah. Clang, they live under metal lids, caverns of mystery within. Clangers, curious creatures. They sound more saucy than the the starry stretches of outer space. Clangers, coming June 20th, only on Sprout. Oh my god! (laughs) Sprout? Sprout? You're missing the points! Did he ever actually record that? Was that. Jerry Meeks. No, that's real because Chandler oh, no. is doing the uh, the voiceover for the American version of Clangers. Oh, oh dear lord. lord, they've revoiced it. Oh dear lord, and he's it's done a weird soup. advert. Oh, Dragon. Dragon. I've got to see some of the American Clangers. <laughs> yeah. okay, someone just send those over oh, to no. us. <laughs> yeah, someone we call DVD, bring it along to Elihu or something. <laughs> and. Uh, Froglets. <laughs> Same to you, young man. <laughs> Lead us out, Crumbly. After that, how can I? <laughs> Shatnerly. Shatnerly. <laughs> and so, dear listeners, oh God. <laughs> this brings us to the end of another podcast. But in the next one, there will be more <laughs> fun, frivolity and jealousy. More news and reviews. More who are old and new. But until that, shatnerific pile of shit. <laughs> My head hurts. At least it's just your head. Yes. Been taking that blue tablet again. What you need is a protective wig or something. <laughs> so until that shatnerific splendor of Shatner comes sashaying towards oh. us. This is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Goodbye. Farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. Pity me. He's going to kick. Oh, oh my god. god. Before we go off air. How, how could we have done I know, that? I've just I completely forgot. Oh god, he's got the red eyes. Oh, it's coming. No. Oh, it's coming. We want to say hello to the Hennepoe. Oh god. What? Oh, Jesus, we forgot the address as well. Oh, blimey. Oh, no. uh, you can write to us via show at staggeringstories.net. We're sorry. Please stop <laughs> hurting <laughs> us. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 216, featuring Mr. Purcell, Mr. Simpkins, Mr. Faye Keith, Mr. Riddler, Mr. Real Keith Dunn, and Mr. Fuller. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speaker or the site. No copyright infringement is intended. And this has been a Mr. El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Dear listeners, you have a choice. You could take the blue pill and wake up in your own bed and continue like your life. <laughs> Anthony Fuller. Actually, it was him who set him off. I saw him. You can wait right up. (laughs) Sorry, I promised to behave myself. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes.
Beep. Take three. <laughs> there will be smackings. Leave it, fella. <laughs> oh, he's, he's having a crisis moment. <laughs> no, no, I'm in complete control. Send him on this naughty step. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's try again. Take four. Beep. Oh, you're going to start her off now. <laughs> I'm fine, honestly. I'll just look at Karen. <laughs> See? How could I possibly laugh at a blue pill when she's picking her nose at me? <laughs> well, it'd be worse if she starts flicking it at you. I shall duck. Yeah, I'll get <laughs> I'll cop a face full of bogey. <laughs> Serious people. Oh, I'm drooping. Oh. Very slowly. Happens to all men. You can buy tablets for that. Screw it up a bit. Not more tablets. <laughs> They're not the suppository ones, are they? <laughs> you, could take, you could take the blue tablet. Yeah. <laughs> and you could get a rise. That would <laughs> Oh, we're recording. <laughs> Slurp a bit, Karen. I can't, it's too stiff. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me time. <laughs> Enter Purcell's yeah. Fantasy Factory today. <laughs> Gillen on tap. I found another episode of Moomins on YouTube. Oh, Christ. Did you, did you find it for anyone in particular? No, for Jane. The X-rated Aww. version. Is there such Moomin's a thing? Moomin's too hot for TV. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's where Moomin Papa breaks his chair that he uses to write his memoirs in. Wow, how he relevant. did that. Moomin He's Papa Moomin over Papa. there. <laughs> hey, what? Moomin Papa from now on. Okay. So what happened to the chair? Did it just give way or woodworm? Or? No, he was, he was swinging around it when he got a really, ba- very, really vivid bout of imagination because yeah, he's writing a new story. I, I was actually talking about Keith. The giant guff, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> Even he screwed his face up at that. <laughs> Just the thought of one of my own guffs on this chair. A Keith Dunn trouser cough. Keith guff. Trouser cough. <laughs> 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 they up on you, Keith. They usually do. I've learned to rise above it. Uh, Is that because Scott's it's having trouble dead. with that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, look. Oh, I'm drooping again. again. Needs to take the blue tablet. Keith, they're being childish. Mm, yep. Look at that filthy look he gave you. Over his imaginary spectacles. (laughs) He's the only person I know who can look at me over his glasses when he hasn't actually got any on. (laughs) He's searching up more porn, isn't he? (coughs) Moomin porn. (laughs) (coughs) Ghost hippo on ghost hippo action. (laughs) They're not hippos. They say so emphatically in both the TV series and the movie. So? Doesn't mean... Get over it! (laughs)